Hello, my fellow Rebels. This is Wendy Guth, founder of Rebel on the Go Travel. And um, okay, I say this a lot. I am super excited, but I really made it. I'm like jumping in my chair. Today, I am interviewing Mary Rogers, who's the host of Experience 50 podcast for midlife. And um, so I am a super fan of Mary's. I can't even tell you. So and I was just... Um, thinking that I'm actually a little nervous today because Mary's background is in, uh, is in uh, radio and mine is not. <laughs> so so I'm, uh, I'm sure that this is going to be a wonderfully um, fun and exciting interview. And I also, uh, again, I am a huge fan and I, I, I have started to binge listen um, to uh, Mary's podcasts and there's a hundred let's see you just did a hundred and your hundred and sixtieth episode uh, yes. and I haven't quite made it through all of them but um, I will say that your feeling um, funky one is now like a go-to so you mix the combination of interviews and then just your own personal experiences and yes the feeling funky how to distract your brain um, which is actually a fairly new one, but I have now gone back to it probably four or five times just because I think it's one of those that, um, as a midlife woman, um, I really need. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I think everybody does. When, when we're in midlife, we have so many changes going on, and we're trying to kind of get our arms around this new experience, and our brain can just do funky, funky stuff to us. It, your brain is not always your friend. And so I think the best news at this time in, not just in our life, but this um, space in time in, in history is we're learning about all this stuff about our brain and that, yeah. you know, it can just be a chemical. It isn't that your neighbor ticked you off. It's that your brain did something wacky and there are things you can do about it. So um, I'm glad that you enjoyed that episode. I love we're, we're mutual fans of each other. I'm your super fan. I think what you do is wonderful. And bringing out that rebellious spirit in women is just awesome because so many of us are hungry for it. Yeah, I really, I think so. I think so. And um it's, you know, a combination of, um, of what makes us feel better. It's our mind, our body, our soul. And yeah, and that's, um, yeah. So I think, I think we both offer those types of, of, of opportunities to, um, to midlife. And actually you act, your audience is also male as well, which is, yes. which is wonderful. Yes. I think that sometimes they are a bit overlooked um, but we should definitely share, uh, yeah. So I was hoping to start with, um, a little bit about your backstory and where did the whole experience 50 come from? Well, I will <laughs> tell you that I, I mean, I, I, w I was telling someone recently like that the quick version of my, you know, life story and they said, you have led a charmed life. And I said, you know what? It does kind of look that way mm -hmm. from growing up in a very interesting family. And my high school graduation present was a 25% interest in a brand new travel agency 
that my parents were world travelers. My mother had been a tour operator for years. And so that was a pretty cool way to start out. Yes. And I, I just kind of had every awesome opportunity literally fall in my lap. And I made drastic pivots in my career, in my personal life, you know, married, divorced, all kinds of craziness. Mm -hmm. And I hit 50 and life was good. Everything was, you know, on paper, it looked awesome. In reality, it was awesome. Great job, great friends. And within six weeks of turning 50, my very best friend in the whole wide world dropped dead of a massive heart attack. I was there. I cleaned up the mess after the paramedics left. Oh, wow. And it was devastating. Mm -hmm. He was a bigger than life figure, not just in my life, but in my community. And I was his best girl. And then six weeks after that, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, which had killed my mother. Oh. So mm -hmm. I went through, you know, planning funerals <laughs> and doing everything that had to be done for my friend and then taking care of my own treatment. Mm -hmm. And I had a very supportive employer, supportive friends. But within a year of that experience, I... I had nothing. My well was dry. I was walking into meetings and where everyone was reviewing an Excel spreadsheet and inside my head, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is how we're spending our time. This is my experience today is arguing over how we're going to calculate the metric on this. And I quit. I quit my job. And as I was trying to figure out my new, better self after 50, I kept remembering what my friend who had passed away said to me the last time I was looking for a new job. He was like, honey, you don't need a job. You need a show. You need a goddamn show. Well, I had a, a background in radio of being the morning talk show host in our community in northern Michigan. I was like, you know what, darn it, he's right. But I, I had all these rules. Like, I didn't want to have to deal with a general manager. I didn't want to have to deal with a program director. I didn't want to have to <laughs> not swear. Do you know what I mean? It was like, this was going to be on my terms, damn it. And I, I did all this research, and all of a sudden, here I am with a podcast. So what I love doing is speaking to intelligent midlifers who are interested in living intentionally mm -hmm. and saying, all right, how can I do this? You know, they don't have to be as drastic as I was mm -hmm. in quitting their job. And I mean, I, I look back now and I'm like, oh, maybe that wasn't the best <laughs> idea because I'm, I'm poor now, but I'm doing, you know, something I'm passionate about and I'll, I'll still figure out how to make money off this sucker at some point. But I just love connecting with that listener who is desperate for something or doesn't feel understood yeah. or is like, you know, some parts of midlife suck. Mm -hmm. People start dying, yeah. you know? Yes. And I love those conversations. Yeah, yes. And so that's the backstory kind of, of how I got here. <laughs> oh, and which I absolutely, I mean, I, well, I absolutely love that. I mean, we all, I think we all have pivots in, in our lives that, 
And, and I think it takes, and kudos to you to, for following your heart. Sometimes the mind and the checkbook don't always. Oh, yeah. But mm. you know what? Um, that's okay. <laughs> um, speaking from someone who, you know, I, I had a pivot actually at 50 and um, have had actually a number of, you know, kind of sways. And then you wake up and you realize life is short and, and being, and, and that's, you know, everyone says that and sometimes, but it's really true. Yeah. It's really true. And doing something that is, I love it, doing something that is intentional and comes from the heart is, uh, well, anyway, yes. So kudos to you for, for doing that. And, you know, I tend to think as, as travel is being not quite quitting the job, you know, because sometimes you really, not, not everyone can do that. Um, uh, and so traveling is sometimes just a way to step out of <laughs> step out of that every day and regroup and recharge and clear the mind and, and things like that. But um, yeah, but if you have the opportunity to um, really do what you're passionate and what your heart says, hey, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's, um, I, I believe that if over 50 you're in a, if you're feeling like things aren't quite working out. If you're not excited to get out of bed in the morning, that's sort of my test, you yes. know? Yes. And yes. if you're a little too excited to go to sleep at night. Yes. It, well, exactly. Time to do something. Time to figure out, okay, what can I do? And I love your message of travel mm -hmm. because everyone I speak to, they're looking for experiences. And experiences are amplified when they occur while traveling. You can yes. take any ordinary experience mm -hmm. and make it just 10 times amped up yes. when it occurs outside of your comfort zone. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Okay. And, and I was taking a look the other day at what are some of my most popular podcast episodes mm -hmm. And, well, the, the first one, which I think is kind of interesting, I don't know why this is, but it's like a four-year-old episode that continues to rank really high, and that's adult children of alcoholics in midlife. I don't know what that's all about, but right after that one <laughs> is How to Spend an Inheritance, which is my story of how we, a year ago, mm -hmm. spent an inheritance, and the number one thing we did as a family was we mm -hmm. decided that we wanted to fund mm -hmm. a trip for ourselves, our 33-year-old son, and our 18-year-old daughter. And we took them to Europe. We did um, <laughs> England and Ireland. Okay. Two weeks. We mm -hmm. paid for everything. And, in fact, we, we did this with another family and their adult kid. It was... <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I don't even know what adjective mm -hmm. to use, but so many people at our age mm -hmm. do come into an inheritance, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you what, our message, my message in that episode was, mm -hmm. you know, did it really make the best sense to spend 20 grand on this trip when we have credit cards we could pay, we have a retirement fund that isn't so full, um, 
absolutely it was the right thing to do without question and my husband and I in fact it was just a year ago right now as we're speaking and so my Facebook feed is filled with memories from last year of this trip with you know the red telephone booths in in London and all of that and I I'm like it was the best money we ever spent yeah and well and I my parents both passed away in 2017 and I had the opportunity of taking my kids to Germany, no, well, to Europe in October. And we went for a month. And, you know, and I will tell you the whole time we were, we thanked my parents on a regular basis because, but it, but it is something that they will never forget. That they will never forget these, what they saw, what we did, the experience. And I'll tell you, our relationship was so amazing while we were wet. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You, because you take people out of their natural environments and everything is different. And it, yes. it also felt like for us, our children were more adult-like. Oh, mm-hmm. that we were we were traveling as peers, mm-hmm. not parents. It's wonderful. That it is. was just a spectacular experience, and I I can't stress that enough. And and I love what you just said, Wendy, about how you were thanking the parents oh. the whole time. I think we toasted my in laws pretty much at every meal. Yeah, well, and, and made them a part of the experience, mm-hmm. exactly. and, and really incorporated their spirit into what we were doing because they were big travelers and we knew that they would feel very very good Mm -hmm. about how we spent this money and if they could have been there oh exactly exactly you know i I just i realized that um you know one of the last things my uh, my father said to me he passed after my mom and is you know he really regretted um there were what he his regrets in life had to do with he he wanted to experience Australia, he wanted to experience um, a, 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 an African safari. Um, I had my you know I had wanted to experience you know walking up the beaches of Normandy with him and my kids that kind of thing, and it was really one of it was it, so being able to. Um, well, honor them with these moments. Um, yeah, well, and I can't wait. I'm like, I'm ready to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'll tell you something else for people our age. Many of us have kids who are still at home in school, yeah. not empty nesters yet. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a hesitancy on some people's part to put off travel until their kids are older. And even if you don't want to take your, this is a, big thumbs up for traveling without your kids as well is Mm -hmm. it's an experience that allows you to kind of be an empty nester for a short period of time say it's a week or two to get away from those teenagers who are driving you insane because it will drive you insane and you need to get away and you need to get far away from them yes where you know hopefully they're in a safe environment whatever that may be, but leave them alone for a while. I grew up, again, as I said before, my family, my parents were huge travelers. And Mm -hmm. I think back in my childhood to like major events that happened, and a lot of them were like, oh, yeah, that happened while mom and dad were in Portugal. Oh, yeah, that (laughs) happened while mom and dad were in Russia. 
that <laughs> because they did travel a lot. Yeah. But it what it did for me is it it planted the seed that big international travel is normal. Yes. That it is part yes. of life. And so for me as an adult, mm-hmm. I just of course make it a part of my my budget or my expectation mm-hmm. of what my life will be that it will include seeing this world that I live in. Oh, exactly. And we we it's our responsibility to model that global citizenship to our kids. When I meet people, I'm just astounded. I met one of our local bank presidents recently, and he told me that for his kids' high school graduation, they were going to Ireland, and it would be the first time that any of them had been out of the country. Well, And I couldn't believe that these kids had grown up with their sophisticated parents who never had any interest in leaving the country. Yeah. I, that, Live a little. Come yeah. on. Well, and, you know, I will say that I remember the first time we went out of the country. Well, I mean, out of, well, we went to, I remember the first time was Puerto Rico, which is the U.S., but still. And, um, but the first time we went on a cruise to Haiti, <laughs> Jamaica, and Cozumel. And, um, I remember like it was yesterday and we're talking like almost 50 years ago. Yeah, I know. um, Asking my father why in Haiti people were missing limbs. And he looked at me and said, not every government takes care of their citizens like ours does. And I have, you know, and I was like, whoa. And even so traveling the world has really deepened my love for my own country. (laughs) Oh, I think that that's absolutely true. And your dad and my dad would have gotten along because when, when I was in Haiti at the age of 12, my parents loved hiring cab drivers and saying, (laughs) show us the worst things you can. Exactly. And growing up in Detroit, my dad would do the same thing when we lived in a suburb of Detroit uh-huh. And so we'd be going down to the Fox Theater or someplace for uh-huh. a fancy pants, you know, dinner and a show. Uh-huh. And my dad would pull off at eight mile and go into the ghetto in yeah. our station wagon with the doors locked. Yeah. And we saw some scary, scary stuff. But he wanted us to. And then <laughs> he wanted to be sure that we appreciated yeah. what we had. He said, and he would say, Do you realize how lucky you are? Do you well, realize? Just by chance, you ended up in your circumstances and not theirs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I think, yeah, our parents um, may have been the same people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in traveling, we did, we, we did a lot of cruises. And, and I think I've shared this story with you, Wendy, uh, just between the two of us. Uh-huh. But my parents, like, economically were, like, way up, way down. And, and so in our family, when we were really poor, Uh, we would go on cruises, long cruises, because my mom was in the industry and it was free. And so we, my dad could turn the heat down. He was self-employed. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like we were using vacation time and we would go, not only would we go on, you know, nice cruises, we would sometimes go on like one of them was a three week cargo moving cruise while the ship was being renovated. And so it was really just a bunch of travel agents and carpet layers. Oh, wow. 
And we went to Honduras and Guatemala, and there were no official tour excursions. Right. It was just, if you want to get off here, it wasn't even a real port. It was just, they were dropping things off. And I was taken into the jungle with some carpet layers just for fun. And these Honduran people had never seen blonde hair. That's how far wow. in it went. Wow. And or like with machetes, I think I was like 13 or 14 years old, and I almost became a goddess. To, I mean, crazy experiences that, of course, sound dangerous, and I don't know if I would allow my own daughter to do it. But talk about an experience. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad had a fascination with Mexico. And we went at times when the government said, don't go. We, you know, I remember, well, I remember going to bullfights and. Uh, oh, wow. Well, yeah. back then, Acapulco was like well, still we, a hot destination. Yes. So we, we, I've been to Acapulco a few times. Zihuatneo, Ixtapa. We went to every back place. Every place where you can find, you know, the best. He would say to the random, where's the best turtle soup? And he would, they would take us and weave us back. I mean, yeah, it was just, um, and I remember that, uh, yeah, again, I'd never seen poverty like that in my life. And, but I learned this to be, you have to be adventurous. You have to, you know, step outside of what you think. And, and yes, I'm not sure I would advocate that for my kids right now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's a little I, different now. Yes, but um, yeah, but I also know that when I travel, I like to go a little bit off the grid. Because um, you're a rebel on yeah, the go. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I just think it just makes, I, I don't know, it, it actually is, when you, you know, when you talk about the values of travel, um, that's what boosts my, my, you know, if I'm feeling a little fun, if I'm feeling a little funky, what clears my brain is to like go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I talk to people a lot about the smell of travel <laughs> that, you know, for instance, in midlife, one of the things I tell people is, you know, if you're feeling like you're a little stuck, just start doing things differently. You know, brush your teeth with your left hand instead of your right. Drive home the long way instead of the uh -huh. short way. Just order something at McDonald's you've never ordered before. These seem like really stupid little things, but it just kind of wakes up your brain. Yes. When you're traveling, your senses exactly just wake up because i mean every country has a smell it's true you know yes. it, as yes. soon as i like on a cruise ship mm -hmm. every port has its own smell the yes. ship has its own smell it yes. and it's one of your senses that you just don't really think about no and that is really fascinating and well, for that to be in the background of the yes. whole time you're experiencing something is this different smell you know, even going to the Bahamas, not very exotic, but going, even getting off a cruise ship or something, and you go into that straw market, mm -hmm. and that's just the mm -hmm. smell of straw. Yes, yes. Is everywhere. And, man, you come back home, and you smell, you know, someone's hat that's made out of straw, and you are back, back. in the Bahamas all of a sudden. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, I love, and well, and that's the beauty of 
Um, I'm also, yeah, it's all about this. And I'm, and I'm all about the senses. And I'm very much, I'm a very tactile person. So I'm always, and, and, you know, like I remember one of my fondest memories is being a child and taking the bus into Lincoln Center. Uh, we were, you know, and, and going to see the Bolshoi. I actually saw wow. dance as a, as a child. But what I remember more than him is the crushed velvet seats. And to this day, I'm always <laughs> touching to see, will it replicate that feeling? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's so amazing. And it really just, I think it adds to our, well, I think it adds to our health. It has, adds to our well-being. And I do think that, you know, when, um, like when my parent, when actually my mother passed away, everyone was sitting around and all they were talking about was traveling. That's all they talked about, where they want to go, where they went, when they were going somewhere next. And something about that made me feel really good. Yeah. As they're in, you know, these are people in their 80s and even 90s. And they're just like, where am I going next? Where can I go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I do think travel just feeds your soul. And it can be big travel. It can be little travel. There is a, well, in fact, when you were talking about the, the velvet um, mm -hmm. seats. I, it reminded me. I have an episode. It's episode 141, and it's called. Um, I think it's called on a mission. You have them all memorized. What? <laughs> How you have? Do you have them all memorized? <gasps> sure. Okay. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, that's unbelievably amazing. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> But it, it was, what I was doing in that episode was just kind of, I, I hate New Year's resolutions, but I like to have a theme for the year for myself personally, not for the show. And one of them is, I, I, I have a list of, I think, 10 different missions that you can go on for a year. One of them is Giddy Up, which I'll tell you in just a minute. But the other one, one of them is called Relish This. Oh. And it's like exactly what you were just saying, Wendy, about like, you remember that the tactile experience of that velvet chair. Mm -hmm. And I encourage people to kind of take a mental photograph, mental video, but that allows for sound and touch and mm -hmm. smell. And when you are in a moment where you're like, oh, I'm having an experience right now. And it can be while you're traveling or it can be at the beach by your house. But to just like put time on hold mm -hmm. and soak it up and just say, I want to remember this and really relish the experience. Yes. Put, your, put your damn phone down. Don't take a picture of it. Don't take a video of it. Use your brain. Use your brain and your nose and your uh -huh. ears. Yes. And just soak it up so you can pull it back later. Yes. Yes. And, and it could be a chair at, where was it, Lincoln yes. Center? Lincoln Center, yeah. A right there. I mean, that's a relish this moment. Exactly. And yep. One of my other missions is giddy up. And you'll love, you'll love this as a travel person. So my, for the last 18 months, I have embraced giddy up. And giddy up is a phrase that I use whenever I sense, oh, 
I have an opportunity to get out of town. Oh, so if I hear about something happening somewhere mm-hmm. that's outside of my hometown, I'm like, giddy up. Gotta figure <laughs> out you know, how are we going to do this? I have a little bag always packed, little overnight bag. Yeah. Giddy I up. So that if there is, you know, and I'm very fortunate that my work schedule is mm-hmm. my own. So if I talk to someone 350 miles away from me, mm-hmm. And they say, you know, you should stop by sometime, or you should see this restaurant, or you should try this, or you should do that. Giddy up. And it's just my thing right now. So when we came into that inheritance, Uh giddy up. It was like, all right, what are we going to do? We have an opportunity for travel. Yep. And it did become a little exhausting. I I found that I wasn't home very much at all. Mm -hmm. I was giddy upping way too much. So had to pull back but it was just like even like I would think of a family member mm-hmm. who maybe wasn't someone I really wanted to spend a lot of time with but they might die pretty soon I better giddy up so I I absolutely love that and I will in, would love to invite you anytime you want to come to Guantanamo Bay Cuba <laughs> I'll giddy up you'll giddy up <laughs> But I, I actually really, I love that. I absolutely love that because, you know, while um, I know that exotic travel is fantastic, but it's not always an option or, you know, for whatever reasons. And one of the things that I like to look at is that it's really the experiences that you're trying to create and that a lot of destinations can fit that same mold. So a fantastic beach in the Caribbean may not be an option, but why not a house in Hilton Head or, oh, wait, you have wonderful beaches up in, in Michigan. We do. Um, yes, absolutely gorgeous beaches up in Michigan. I'm a block away. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. And then and the weather's good right now? <laughs> right now. Giddy up, Wendy. Come visit. It's pretty exactly. incredible. Yeah, I do. I have a, I have a beautiful block um, away, a, a beach with white sand and it, it's just and you don't, people don't realize how huge lake michigan is that is very true that it's a true. great lake you know yeah. i mean i i live on a bay but the um when you stand at lake michigan you cannot see wisconsin yeah i mean it you might as well be at an ocean yeah which is some people call it the third coast yeah, I haven't I haven't spent enough time. I, I actually have not spent enough time in Michigan or Wisconsin for that matter. So yes. So <laughs> you never Beautiful know. Places, but yeah. But something that for instance my husband and I, as we are now getting older in our fifties, <laughs> we realize we just cannot last through our winter here without a break. It's too much for us. Yes. We're I don't know if yes. it's that our bones start to hurt because we're so old or, or I, you know what? I think it's that I am just intolerant of being uncomfortable for prolonged yeah. periods of time. It is unacceptable to me at this age. And so yep. we are this, so we're talking in June, we are already trying to figure out what we're going to do to somehow get out of this frozen tundra 
um, yeah. for like six weeks next winter, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, well, the secret is we may be in Florida starting in December. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I have, you know, I had a similar, I found that I was, I had knee problems. I had like torn meniscus that needed to be repaired and arthritis that sets in. And I have found that even in Maryland, which, but Maryland is different because it's a wet winter and the wet. Yeah. So I, and I don't have any aches and I really don't have aches and pains in, in, in the Caribbean. <laughs> right. Well, you don't, it does. I mean, now I understand why old people move to Florida. Well, and that's the thing. So, um, it looks like he has a job opportunity that could, and I'm portable. So that's, yeah. So, um, we're where in Florida. Can I ask? <laughs> uh, it looks like it's the Jacksonville area. Nice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So very close to the beaches and I like Florida beaches. Um, and I'm a Jersey girl, so I grew up at the beach, but I like Florida beaches. So the same ocean. Yeah, it is. It's just, I think, a little cleaner down south. <laughs> but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> it could wow. be. Yeah. Well, good for you for being flexible and able to be portable with your career. I think more and more midlifers are looking for ways yeah. that they can do that. Yeah. And the other, another part of my life is I'm a certified small business consultant. I used to work for, uh, I used to be the director of a program for the U.S. Small Business mm -hmm. Administration and I've led the National Association of Women Business Owners mm -hmm. and my real career path was in entrepreneurship and if I were to start a second podcast or do something else it would be in that area of helping 50 year olds figure out how to yes. run online businesses yes. where they are portable. The whole entrepreneurship is just blossoming and exploding amongst um amongst the uh the the 50 crowd oh and yeah that's because we have so much to offer yet it can be difficult for people to want to hire us <laughs> yeah oh, we, we, that's a whole yeah. other conversation <laughs> yes yes well and and one of my businesses that i did start was marigold women in business and it was a traverse city michigan based Mm -hmm. organization where I did entrepreneurial training programs for women and then there was also a social aspect to it more you know just a right a support group for um, women in business and this was mm -hmm. going back to when my town was still a pretty patriarchal business mm. community and I loved working with women especially women business owners mm -hmm. They are, they're bigger risk takers than mm -hmm. men. A lot of people don't know that. They make more money. Their companies make more money mm -hmm. than male-owned companies. Mm -hmm. So I could go on and on. Yeah, and well, we, we think differently. Our, our brains function. Yeah, and one, one of the things that I um, was had and still possibly am interested in exploring is, you know, touching upon what, what are the things that over like, you know, midlife empty nester women want? It's, it's, they want, you know, they need, they need to be creative. They need, um, they need to be in a lot of cases, the whole, the safety nets, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's career things, also um, endurance. You know, we get to a certain age where we say things like, 
I'm starting something but not finishing it. <laughs> and and I and travel lends itself to helping whether it's, you know, I want to um what is it? Want to learn how to kayak or surf, or do I want to run a marathon? Well, maybe not a marathon, a 10K somewhere, <laughs> but things of that nature. And, and also, you know, so these different elements. Um, and well, I think you plan a trip around it. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, or for those of you, you know, another great way to travel is to add a vacation onto a oh. business trip. It's just, you know, the most Leisure. obvious thing to yes. do. Yes. Take advantage of the company paying, you they know, for the airfare. You just do the spin-off. Exactly. And that's what I always did. Um, I was fortunate. I was a single mom for uh, quite a bit. And um, so my parents would actually come along and they would watch the kids and then we'd stay wherever we were and and go off and and explore and and oh yeah that's always and not to mention you want to decompress there's that whole self-care and actually that's another thing it's there's a self-care element to all of this so absolutely yeah, yeah. so i think we may have to chat about the entrepreneur stuff <laughs> oh I'm i like, would love my to mind, my mind is racing now <laughs> yeah and and i well yeah, that's another whole topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, so, and I think, you know, I had, I had prepared, like, the list of questions, which I actually think that without having to ask them, we've really covered them. I mean, uh, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Um, so the one thing I love to do, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, it's the actor's um, workshop where they have the gentleman who does the, the word and phrase association. So I don't have my fake mustache on. And, and That's okay. Him, but, or, or the turtleneck. Um, but, I'll, I'll imagine that. Exactly. We'll all imagine that. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I love doing a little phrase association. So, oh, I'm um, nervous. So I feel the, like I'm at a new therapist. Okay. <laughs> Well, the first thing that pops into your mind when I say um, embracing my journey. Terrified. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's great. Okay. Um, bonfires. I'll just say terrified to everyone. <laughs> what a, well, bonfires and deck chairs. Smells. Oh. Smoke smell in my clothes. Campfire. Whenever I go to a campfire, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna smell this for days. And unless I launder my clothes and, in and my hair. hair. <laughs> yes. Well, I have a fire pit in my backyard, so oh, yeah. fabulous. And how about um, not having to ask permission? Hell yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not, not too scary, not too scary. Oh, well, I cannot tell you how um, happy I am that we had a chance to chat today. And I um, want to send all the listeners to, um, it's actually, it's experience50.com, which is so yes, it is. And I'll make sure to include that, uh, that web address as well. And thank you so much. This has been absolutely wonderful. I'm well, so I've enjoyed every minute of it. I'm such a fan of yours. I love what you do. I want, you know, middle-aged women, find that rebel inside of you and set her free. She right. wants to travel. She's got to get out of town. Tell yourself, giddy up. 
<laughs> yes, I absolutely love that. <laughs> well, I'd love to have people come on over and check out Experience yeah. 50, and I have a, a weekly email as well, mm -hmm. and um, I just love getting to know my listeners, and just like you do, and, and hearing their stories of mm -hmm. midlife and what's going right and what's going wrong. Exactly. And That's now, fair game. Yeah, and you know, there's so many of us that as, as, a, as a tribe, as a herd, as a whatever, we can help each other. We can help each other through whatever it is because no one is ever alone in, in any of these experiences, un sometimes, unfortunately. No one's a snowflake here. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think we're all here to hopefully help each other. Well, yeah. Thank you, Wendy. And I will be chatting with all of the rebels out there again soon. Excellent. Thanks so much.